0: Good morning. Good morning. Oh, this section is really alive. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, hey, welcome. I'm Pastor Dan, founding pastor, and we give honor to Pastor Brad, our lead pastor. I'm just up here getting started on this new series uh, on authentic flourishing. Before we do that, uh, I just want to say, and he did not know that we were going to do this, neither did Justin, but uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And uh, many years ago, I did away with that. The church has always done that, but I felt very awkward. And that, so we had some many families in our church struggling, and I didn't want special things for us because the church took care of me and my family, and uh, and so now that Pastor Brad, I, you know, I'm older, and my wife and I really don't need that much, and we're very grateful for all that we have, but uh, we've got young pastors now coming up and them and their families, and so uh, we're going to bring that back, the trustees and I have talked, and so uh, this month is Pastor Appreciation Month, and how many appreciate Pastor Brad and Ashley and Justin, Pastor Justin, and... These people are amazing, and they do a phenomenal job. And I want to tell you, the church has never been in better hands than it is right now. The church has never had clearer vision and mission than it has right now, and our greatest days are ahead of us right now. And I really, really mean that and believe that, and I'm real excited to be a part of that in our new role. And so what we want to let you know is on October the 28th, the last Sunday of this month, we're going to take up a special offering, give you an opportunity to sow into our pastors with a little special gift. And equal to that, I want to encourage you to bring a card, and you just write your own feelings and appreciation in it, and you can drop that in the offering bucket when it comes by also. And let's let our pastors know, Pastor Brad and Ashley and Pastor Justin know, all of it will go toward them, the offering. And uh, let's let them know how much we appreciate them, all right? And so be ready to do that on October the 28th, okay? And if you want to bless them in any way, email anything you want to do between then and now, you you go right ahead and do that. But I want to get kicked off now in this series. Get your notes out on authentic flourishing. Authentic flourishing. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Let's go to the scriptures. And let's look at what the scriptures have to say to us. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I don't know about you, but how many besides me can ask big and really imagine big? Come on. It says that he's able to do exceedingly, immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according, and here's what I want you to get, according to his power that is at work, say at work, within us. Now we always focus on this part of the scripture, but today I want to take us into a different direction about this thing called the abundant life because we always put it on money and getting more out of God and that's part of it. But what I want to focus on today is bring a whole new perspective about the abundant life, hopefully, to you today, that he said that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according, or it's based on, his power that is what? At work within us. And what I want to talk to you about today is this partnership Because I want to say to you today that you and I have an equal role to play with as God does in you and I living an abundant life. There's a part that we play as well as a part that he plays is a partnership. And when we come and understand that we will never see the supernatural provision of God until we partner with him through acts of faith. And putting his promises to the test, my wife and I—who's here on the front row of your guests, Kathy—we met when she was fourteen, dated six years, been married for thirty-eight years, and loving every minute of it. Uh, I have—I can't say that on her part, but uh, I've loved every minute of it. But we—we were—I uh, was twenty-one and she was twenty when we got married in July of nineteen eighty. And three weeks after that, we moved from South Florida, Central Florida, to the Bronx, New York. Where we started our marriage and our ministry. And I came on as volunteer staff at Love Gospel Assembly as pastor of evangelism for two years. I did not get paid at all. It was all volunteer. A great church. A very powerful church there in the Bronx, New York. And Kathy worked as a bank teller. And she made $137 a week as a bank teller. Our rent was $600 a month for a, a little tiny one-bedroom apartment on the fifth floor, no AC, five locks on the front door, iron gates on every window. Welcome to the Bronx, New York. The elevator didn't work half the time, so we're always on the stairs. And But here's the thing, when, when I went to the New York on a mission trip and came home, Kathy said, we're moving to New York, aren't we? And I said, yeah, God's telling me that's where we're going to start our marriage and our ministry. And, and all of a sudden, all the professors and all the pastors that had taught me faith for all these years were saying, Dan, you're crazy, you're foolish, you think God's called you from this little town of 10,000 people to New York City, you're going to starve or they're going to kill you one. All my unsafe friends were going, go on, Dan, trust God, he'll take care of you. And I'm like, something's wrong with this picture here. And so we packed up our U-Haul three weeks after marriage, moved to the South Bronx And we thought we were going to starve. And literally, we would buy a large pizza and eat one slice a day. And I don't know if you've ever had warmed up pizza after four days old. That's some rough stuff. And all of a sudden, I got a phone call. But I remember kneeling down in my my little apartment. I told God, God, if I eat ever pizza in this city until I make them a millionaire, I said, I'm not leaving here. You called us here, and we're here to stay. And we're going to reach these people with the hope of Jesus And a man called me one morning and he says, is this Pastor Dan? I said, yes. He said, "Uh, my name's Freddie, and I own a meat market and I go to the church that you're working at now and I need to come by and see you. And I said, okay. And a couple days later on a Tuesday, he showed up, rang my doorbell, I opened it and there's a little short Puerto Rican stubby looking guy, rough looking dude. He didn't even ask if he could come in. He had two big old bags. He walked past me down that narrow hallway, put those bags on our little tiny dining room Said It was so cheap. I mean the chairs were so weak. If, if we wouldn't even invite anybody overweight over 150 pounds, because if you sat in those chairs, all four legs were going out. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I mean we were poor. We were just there young and married and excited and on fire for Jesus, and we were trusting him. And Freddie started pulling out of those bags. And I mean New York strip, prime rib, roast, eggs. I said, man, the dude's a magician. There can't be all that stuff in them bags, and he just kept on. And I said, who are you and why are you here? He said, I told you, my name's Freddie. I used to be a pimp and a dope dealer. He said, I met Jesus. And he said, I own a meat market. And Jesus told me you and your wife were hungry. And he told me to bring you this food. And listen, every second Tuesday for three years, that man showed up at my apartment with New York strips, prime rib. They were eating hot dogs in Florida and we were eating prime ribs in the Bronx. You hear it? I'm saying... When you come into a partnership with God, there is a supernatural flourishing that's authentic, it's genuine and real. You can't explain it. That's what makes it authentic. It's genuine and it's real. I want to talk to you about that today. How many is ready to move into the supernatural realm? I'm not talking hype. I'm not talking junk. I'm talking about a partnership with God that brings covenant blessing in your life. The psalmist put it like this. Let them shout for joy. Let them shout for joy and let them be glad who favor my righteous cause, yea, and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Can I tell you today, God wants you to be blessed. Look at your neighbor and tell them, God wants me to be blessed. Look at the other one that you ignored and tell them, God wants you to be blessed, You see, oftentimes we avoid this topic because it immediately goes into us getting, getting, getting. And I want to talk to you today about us receiving so we can give. Because there is a partnership that God brings through the abundant life. You see, the abundant life is not about bank accounts, houses, cars, or things, though those are nice and they're important. It's about living out your purpose, impacting your sphere of influence with the hope of Jesus, leaving a legacy behind that when you're gone, there's families and generations to come that are going to hear the hope of Jesus because you left something, not just received something. You see, God is a life of abundance that he desires for you and I to live and experience. But there's some points and principles that we must live by if we're going to walk them out. Get your notes out. Here we go. Number one, we must understand that God is the creator of abundance. God is the creator of abundance. I don't need to stay here long. But if you go to Genesis chapter 1, it says that God created the heavens and the earth. If you go to chapter 2, it says that God created man. But at the end of chapter 2, God puts this really weird sentence in he says that God put the gold in the ground and it was good. It's right there in scripture. And God put gold in the ground and it was good. Every woman say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All the females, gold and diamonds. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Got you who's going on in the front row with my wife. Yes. But God is the creator. Of abundance, He put gold in the earth. You want to know why? Gold has been what has sustained the U.S. economy for years. Our economy was built on gold, and God didn't put it there for him. He don't need it. He makes streets out of that stuff in heaven. He put it in the earth so you and I could have abundance and that we could be blessed so that we could fulfill the covenant that he placed on Abraham that through your seed, which is us, I'm going to bless the nations of the earth. There's a partnership that God wants us to see. And so number one, we must see that God is the creator of abundance. Number two, we must understand that supernatural, say supernatural. Supernatural. That means I don't know how it's coming, where it's coming from, but I just know it's coming. Supernatural abundance is the result, not a confession, possession, is the result of a partnership Between God's provision and our purpose, when you connect the two, you're now going to enter into a life of abundance because God can trust you with what he's called you to do with what he gives you supernaturally. Come on, somebody. There's a partnership. God desires to bless you, but there's a way your resources must work if you're going to live this abundant life. We must realign our thinking on prosperity and abundance, stop chasing money. I said, stop chasing money and discover God's mindset on prosperity, blessing, and favor partner with him. And when God knows you're a partner, understanding your purpose, he will trust you and he will bring resources through you that will impact the lives of others and bring hope in the lives of people that need Jesus because of the abundance that God has brought into your life. Biblical prosperity is about much more than money. It's about a system established by God so that those in his kingdom could impact the lost, the hurting, and the broken who are around us. You see, every time you operate in an act of obedience to God, you now position yourself for increase. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, love these scriptures. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. How I many thanks, God, for everything he's given you today. Amen? You didn't do it. The skills you have, God gave you. The mind you have, God put there. Everything that you and I have today is because God has given us the power to get wealth. That, why? why? That he may establish his covenant partnership, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. God gave us power to get whatever we're getting today so we could receive it supernaturally so that we now could come into a covenant with him as a partner. God's blessing on our lives as his people is a witness to the world because we are now operating as that funnel that God is going to bless them through. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16, he says, you are the light of the world. One of my favorite scriptures. And the Bible, you hear us preach about it all the time. You are light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. It's coming. In the same way, let your light, Shine before others that they may see your good deeds, partnership with God, and glorify your Father in heaven. When you begin to partner with God, here's what's gonna happen, and I'm a witness to this. I've lived this since I was a teenager. I started my first job when I was 13 years old, picking fruit in South Florida but I was roofing when I was 15. But my dad taught me 15% of every dollar you get in your hand, birthday, Christmas, work, 15% goes to that church, goes to God. 10's your tithe and fives your offering. I've been raised on that, raised my kids on that. But I can tell you, I've watched God do the unbelievable. And here's what he says. He says, let your light so shine before men. All right, let's look at it. Let your life so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. When you begin to walk into this abundant life, you're going to be buying the Christmas gifts for the kids in your children's class that can't get gifts for Christmas. You're going to be paying rent for people rather than telling them to call the church. Come on, that's a good place to be in life, my friend. You give in your tithes and offerings here each Sunday, and that's why last month we helped start 28 churches through ARC across America last month alone through your giving. We didn't come up and take a special offering. We take as part of every tithe you put in this offering, and we send it to sow, and we start churches, life-giving churches around America. Your tithes and offerings over the last month, we just put $5,000 into the, the new secret place here in Pennsylvania cola to help women and sexual trafficking that we're going to rescue them and we're going to help save them. You're giving in tithes and offerings. We took $5,000 of that and just sent it to uh, reimagine. And in Peru where you went on teams and we built homes for families that were living in cardboard shacks because you gave. What is it? That when we give, all of a sudden we're alike. Then we're going to show through our acts of kindness and through our good deeds of giving back what God God has given to us. God says, when I can trust you to partner with me, there is an authentic flourishing that I'm going to bring in your life that I'm going to allow you to do things you never thought you would be able to do through resources that I'm going to supernaturally bring into your life. It's a partnership with God. In Matthew 6, 19 through 21, he said, do not store up. For yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin, which is birds or animals, destroy and where thieves break and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so God says, I want to partner with you. I want to partner with you. And here's where three areas that he tells us to do it. Number one is with our resources. Our resources. Our treasure, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. He said, I want that first tenth. It belongs to me. It's a first fruit. I want the first tenth of your resources. I want you to bring that to my house. Number two is our time. He He wants the first fruit of our time. That's why he brings us to his house on the first of the week so that we can worship God, that we can be a part of something bigger than us. And let me say this to you today. Don't let live stream be an easy way out of going to the house of God. Don't let live stream put you on your recliner and say, I'll just stay home and watch church today. No, you need to be with the saints. He said, don't forsake this assembling together. You need the relationships and the strength from the fellowship that you find with the body of Christ. Make being in the house of God a priority on Sunday mornings. Number three is our talents. He said, I want to partner with you with the talents that I placed in your life. I want you to serve me. I want you to, that dream team, be at a door greeting, be on a stage singing, be somewhere serving and being a part of something bigger than you. Number three, in this journey of, of coming into this abundant life, we must change our attitude about abundance. Money's not evil. The Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. You see, just because you have a hundred pair of shoes don't mean you're going anywhere in life. Yeah, you can put that on Facebook. The sad part is Pastor Brad's close. (laughs) I was over there working at their house, and I got in that closet, and I went, please tell me that's not my son's shoes. It is. He's got more than Ashley. That's sad. That's just sad. They're sneakers, boy. But just because you have a bunch of shoes doesn't mean you're going anywhere in life. You see, it's not money's evil, it's the love of money. And we often use, the church tries to find a way. I grew up in church where the more broke you were, the more spiritual you were. Like, look at Dan over there on the side. you he got both hands raised. Right. He's broke, but he's spiritual. He's always broke, but he's spiritual. And we took this scripture, and we used it to distort the gospel, and we put people in poverty rather than bring them into abundance. And we see it in Matthew 19, 24, where he said, it is easier... For a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And boy, did we preach that. We preached against people having money. All the rich people going to hell. Made you want to be broke so you could go to heaven. But when you look at the context of that, it's not even in context. Because what he was saying was, in that day, the city of Jerusalem had gates that they would close at night to keep the robbers and the thieves out. And they would have sections, and I've been there, they have a section in the wall there where the two bricks meet and they overlap each other and it's very narrow, there's no gate, they keep guards there, and it's called the eye of the needle because you have to weave your way through it to get in and they would come to the city for two reasons, either for a a job or come in for business or they would come in to worship. But either way, they would come on a camel and they would load that camel down with gold and with wealth and all kind of things to bring in but well, what would happen when they got to the eye of the needle, the camel couldn't get through with all that gold and stuff on it. So they would have to take the value stuff off of the camel, put it on the ground, and the camel literally have to get on his knees and they would work it through the eye of the needle, work it through that narrow place, and it would finally get through and pop up. And then the owner would have to go out and get the gold and the wealth and bring it in separately. And what God was saying is you can get to heaven, but you're not taking your stuff with you. Because you can't take your gold with you. You can only take the people you reach with your gold with you. You can't take all your stuff to heaven. But if you partner with God and you allow God to speak into your life and use the resources he gives you and you connect with him. He said there's an abundant exceedingly immeasurably more than you can ask or think. I'm going to pour into your life as long as I know that you're taking people to heaven with it making a difference in the lives of others. Change your attitude about money. And number four, tithing matters. Now don't freak out. Don't leave. I'm going to help some of you today. I want to talk to you about this. Leviticus 2730 says, and all the tithes, say all. all. All the tithe. What's the tithe? The tithe is the first 10%, the first fruit of whatever we make. If I make $10, then that first fruit, $1 belongs to God, the tithe. He said, all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Then in Malachi chapter three, we see the scripture and it's the one that we all read about, but I wanna show you some things in it and about it. All right, in Malachi three, can we get that up there? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you? God said, In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, all the tithe again, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing. Now, let me say this. Any church where the body in that house all tithe, they never have to take up other offerings. When you see a church having to take up special offerings every Sunday, that's a very negative sign. And if you go to this church long, you'll know we take up two special offerings a year. Our legacy offering in December and our first fruit offering in March. Other than that, we don't take up all. We believe that God, if you tithe and we teach you correctly and we do what's right with the money that you bring in this house, every need of this house will be met and we'll fulfill every purpose that God has called us to do upon this earth. We don't need to come in here and beg you for money every week. And we will not do that. Why? Because he said, in my house, there's food there. There's fruit there. There's, there's resources there because we brought our tithe. You see, God doesn't need your money in order to bless you. He already has it. What he wants to know is, are you willing to come in and be a partner with him? I, I've got some money here. I've got 10. Come here, Ben. Help me out for a minute. You're close to the front. Hurry, Ben. I was like, run, Ben. Don't run, Ben. But Ben's going to come up and help me, and I've got 10 $1 bills, and I'm going to partner with Ben, and this is what tithing is, and I'm going to show Ben, I want to bless you today. Now, he didn't earn it. He didn't deserve it. He hadn't done anything for it, but I want to bless him today, so I'm going to give him these $10 bills, and I'm going to tell Ben, now, I want to, I want to negotiate with you here and see if you're interested because you can leave and just take that and we're, we're apart. Where You go your way, I go mine. Or would you like to become a partner with me and give 10% of that back to the source in which it came and we're going to do this again. All right. And next time it may be 20, it may be 10, it may be 30, but we'll do it again. And you give me 10% of that and we're going to start this covenant together where we can partner together. And I want to bless you because I trust you with that 90% that you're going to go out and make a difference in the lives of other people. And if you just give me back this 10% each time of whatever I bless you with, that's going to let me know I can trust you. And I'm going to continue to supernaturally bring flourishing and authentic blessing into your life. Are you okay with that? Do you mind giving me this? No problem problem with that. Do you feel like I cheated you or took something from you? Just a dollar. dollar. Because let me tell you, think about it. Here's what tithing is. Tithing is... Equal partnership without equal investment. Did you get that? Tithing is equal partnership without equal investment. And God is go ahead. Thank you. Give Ben a hand. I'm I'm I want you to see today. You say, well, Pastor Dan, you you after my money? No. No, I'm I'm not after your money. I want to see you step into the supernatural blessing of God, because I'm going to take you on a quick journey. The Bible said, give and it shall be given back to you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Listen, shall men, shall men, shall men, other people that he's trusting, give into your bosom. So you're not going to get your blessing in the lotto. You're not going to get it on a Ponzi scheme you begin to live an abundant life when you connect to god's blueprint to blessing and it's called tithing and giving kathy and i we got married as i told you in 1980 before that i was in bible school my family was poor i was in bible college i had eight guys as roommates i stayed with them one semester couldn't deal with that so we closed in our garage and i slept in there and went to college i did my four-year degree in three year and i worked i worked i went to school for 21 hours you can't even do that now it's illegal and then I worked all the way through to midnight. I slept two hours a night for three years and just studied, got my degree. But in that process, I, I got my first semester, got my second semester, and then I was gonna have to stop school because I couldn't afford my next semester. And so I, I'll come home one day and there was a for sale sign in our front yard. And I went, we're moving, what's going on? I went in. And I, Saw my mom, I said, what are y'all doing? What's the for sale sign about? My dad set me down and he said, we're selling the house because we're not going to let you quit school. God's called you to the ministry. God's called you to reach the world for Jesus. And, and that's the only way we can do it. We're going to sell the house so that you can stay in college. And I went and ripped the sale sign out of the yard. And I said, dad, we're not selling this house. And I went to the office at the school to deal with my bill. And here's what they told me. Your, your bill's been paid. But not only is your bill paid, but your whole four years is paid. There was a professor that I had in my first semester that God put me on his heart. He paid for my school. That's called authentic flourishing, supernatural favor. Kathy and I got married in 1980. We moved to the Bronx, New York. I told you the story about her working as a bank teller and and how Freddie blessed us with me. And then in 1984, we felt God calling us away from New York to go into the churches across America and set up food pantries and evangelism and outreach and train teams to go out into the poor areas to read drug addicts and alcoholics. And that's our passion and our burden. And, and so we needed a motorhome to do that, to do what we needed. We didn't have any money. We, we were broke at that time. And, and God spoke to a couple, Rich and Gloria Mayer down in Boca Raton. They were praying and God spoke to them about Kathy and I, and they called us and they said, we need to come up and see you. God laid you on our hearts. So they drove up, handed us a check for $10,000 and said, God told us to give you this so you could put it down on a motorhome. That's called supernatural favor and blessing. We continue to tithe when we had and when we did not have, but we were now in partnership with God. Then in 1987, we got off of the road and we became assistant pastors in Kentucky. And there we went on staff at this church. We didn't have a home, we had a motor home. We had a little tiny car that wouldn't climb the hills of Kentucky behind it, an old Dodson station wagon. And so we didn't have a home. We found a house that we liked, but we didn't have the down payment for it, $3,200. And then the realtor called me and said, Dan, 32 men from the church came to me with a $100 bill and they've all got together and they paid your down payment. You can buy your house now. And so we moved in the house, but we didn't have any furniture. Vern Baldwin in Hamilton, Ohio owned a furniture store. Didn't know him. He had heard about us. He called me. He said, Dan, I want you to come up to my furniture store. I went up there, high dollar stuff. Kathy and I went in there, I mean expensive stuff. I said, Vern, number one, everything you've got is out of my league. Number two, I'm only looking for a living room suit. He said, okay. He called his interior decorator over and told her, my wife's a witness to everything I'm telling you. He said, I want you to go through and set up their entire house with the best we have in here. I went, oh, no, you're not. No, no, that ain't happening. And she did. It was something like 30, 40, $50,000 worth of furniture. I said, Vern, that's not happening. He said, no, God told me to bless you. He said, give me $3,000, a dollar a month until it gets paid off, no interest. And he said, I'm gonna have it delivered to your house as soon as you get it ready, and he did. I'm talking solid cherry. We still have some of that furniture today in our home. You talk about supernatural favor and blessing of God. We didn't have a vehicle because we had that little station wagon we pulled around. Ralph Spaulding come to my church where I was working at. He said, Dan, let's go for a ride. I went outside and there was this black Toyota truck, mag wheels all decked out. He said, come on, let's go for a ride. I sat in the front seat, looked down, and there was the title with my name on it. And he said, God told me to bless you with this truck. I'm talking about every place we've been, when you connect your purpose and the calling of God in your life, you are partnering with God through your giving. And God's saying, I'm now in a covenant relationship with you that I'm going to supernaturally cover you with favor and blessing and beyond what you need I'm going to bless you with because we're in covenant then we went to Cincinnati and started Lighthouse Ministry you heard me tell the story here we took an old theater had been shut down for many years had a hole in the roof bigger than this and we said how do we fix this seat 800 people A roofer's company come in, a roofer's union come in and said, I've got 27 men in apprenticeship class and they need on the job hours and we want to put that roof on this building for you for free, $42,000 roof they put up there. We had no sound system. A company in North Carolina called me. They came in and set up this high dollar sound system brought their people in, set it up, and donated it to the ministry. And that church now owns the entire block in Cincinnati, Ohio today, ministering to the homeless, or drug addicts, and the alcoholics. Then we came to Pensacola, and we started this church, and it was called Hearts of Love in my living room with 13 of us. And then we went from school and one place to another to another. And then there was a building on Fairfield for sale, and we wanted it, and, but we didn't have the money. We only had $10,000. There was only about 60, 70 of us at that time. And all of a sudden, somebody come in, and they were offering cash. And God spoke to Pastor Joe Arminio in Nutley, New Jersey, called me on a morning and he said, "Damn, God woke me up at six o'clock this morning and told me to call you. What's going on down there? I said, man, we've got this building, but I don't have the money and the banks won't even talk to me because we don't have longevity and we don't have the finances. He said, how much you need? I said, $170,000. He said, I already talked to my board and they told me to do whatever God said do. We're wiring you that $170,000 right now. And they wired down hundred and seventy grand and bought that building for us come on somebody it's called the supernatural favor of God while we were in that building and we still own it we're leasing it now Hurricane Katrina hit Katrina hit and we opened a shelter we had just signed a contract on a nursing home we were going to open up a drug center a rehab center 84 rooms and Katrina hit. We had people sleeping under cars in our parking lot from New Orleans. We called the owner sick and we opened up the shelter. He said, go for it. We opened up a shelter, we didn't have a bed. We didn't have a can of corn. We had nothing but faith and love. But we were partnered with a God who said, if I can connect with you in a partnership, because this church and any church we've ever pastored, we tithe more than 10% of whatever we bring in here, we're gonna give out immediately. and and give and we tithe of what comes in here and we did over there. And God all of a sudden began to bring resources. We didn't get on the TV. We didn't ask anybody public for anything. Over half a million dollars came through our hands through resources, semi truckloads of food. Kathy and I were in a furniture store, am I right? A mattress store here in Pensacola, getting ready to buy over 80 uh, mattress sets for those rooms. And a family called us from California on my cell phone. I have no idea how they got my number called me on my cell phone said we're so and so we own a business here and we want to tell you right now we want to buy all the beddings for that place that you've opened up over there we want to buy all the beds talk to the owner right now paid for Uh, am i right that's supernatural stuff folks when ivan hit it destroyed our property on fairfield all three buildings were totally destroyed we, had, we thought we were insured. Then when the insurance company come in, they said, hey, to tell you, you're insured, but not with hurricane coverage. Only 50% of the sanctuary is covered. The other two buildings have no coverage at all. They're destroyed. We were going to have to walk away from the building. But then the insurance people come back, and here's what they told us. Because of the way you have talked to us, They said, you wouldn't believe how we've been talked to by churches and people down here. Because of the way you have respected us, our board of directors have met and we want to cover all three of your buildings 100%. And they did. What am I saying to you? I've got a lifetime journey of watching this work. That's why I can preach it to you today without hesitation. I'm not here trying to manipulate you for your money. I'm going to educate you that God wants to partner with you. And when you bring God that 10th, He said, try me. The only time he's ever said try me was with your money. He said, try me. Bring me that 10th. Bring me that that belongs to me and watch and see if I'll not open the heavens and pour you out a blessing more than you can contain. And when you do, you're partnering with God and God's now wanting to set up this partnership with you that he's going to bless you and you're going to bring back to him so that he knows you can trust you and he's going to keep blessing you so that you now can keep blessing other people. It's not about bigger houses and fancier cars. It's about our purpose connecting to God's provision and us now making a difference in the lives of other people and watch what God will do through your life when you connect your finances with your purpose. So I challenge you today. You go, here's how real it is. I'm 60. We've moved over as the lead pastor of this church. Pastor Brad is that now. And I don't know about you, but age 60, you love stability. Come on, 60 and above people. I like stability right now. But my wife and I were sitting in our front yard this past week. And we were talking about this journey. That's why I wrote it all down. We were talking about how faithful God's been and how just supernaturally God's taken care of us. And we both looked at each other and said, you know what? We need to do it again. We need to put God to the test again. Let's let's do this and watch what God's gonna do. Let's 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 try this faith walk again. And we immediately got with Brad, Pastor Brad. Our trustees don't know this, so I'm saying it now. But we and I'm only saying this because I want you to understand, I believe this, and we're living it. And we told Pastor Brad, we want the church, start in 2019, we want the church to take $200 a week out of our salary and and not pay us. We want that going to build homes in Peru. That's about $10,400. We want you to take that and do ministry with it. And because now we're going to trust God this year and we're going to watch, we're going to have fun. We're excited about it because we haven't been in that faith walk. We've kind of stepped out of that because we've been secure. And we're like, let's do it. We don't know how God's going to do it. We just know God's going to do it. We're fighting each other to get to the mailbox first to see who sees the blessing when it comes. Because God's going to do it. And The only reason I'm telling you that is that I want you to know I'm not a preacher up here trying to get your money. I believe in the journey. I believe in the process. I believe in the blueprint enough that my wife and I are going to do it when we're 60 years old. And we're going to watch God supernaturally bless our family, bless our lives in a very powerful way. And so I want to challenge you today in action. How can you partner with God? Number one is partner with your tithe. If you're a tither, continue. If you've never tithed, some of your new Christians. I want to challenge you. Bring God that 10% of your income on a weekly basis as you get paid. Whenever you get paid, let the first come off and be God's. Bring your offering. Tithe of your time. Be in the house of God on Sunday mornings. Get in a small group and give time once a week to a small group and build relationships. Bring accountability in your life. Bless other people. And number three, your talents. Join the dream team here on a Sunday morning. We have a powerful dream team. And right after this service, through those double doors is our dream team room. And we'll have a meal every Sunday. And for four Sundays, if you're new, I challenge you to just step in there right after the service. And you'll hear more about the church and who we are and where we're going as a church and how you can connect and how can you be a part of that. And, and what are your gifts? And we help you identify your gifts and your purpose in God so that you can connect that and partner with Him. And together, we can become a part of something way bigger than us, and we can make a difference in the lives of people around us. So I challenge you today, put action with this message today, with your finances, with your time, and with your talents, and let's go make a difference in the lives of people with the hope of Jesus. Amen. You receive this word today. You receive it. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, Father. Today, Lord, we come to you thanking you, God, that you are faithful. And God, one thing we know, I can stand here today and say, I know that, God, you can trust this house with whatever you bring. For God, we're going to use it, Lord, to impact as many people as we can with the hope of Jesus. And God, I pray over families today. I pray blessing. I pray favor. I pray abundance today. God, not not fake, but authentic. God, as we partner with you, as we connect with you, God, in faith and in resources, God, in our giving and our time and our talents, God, we know, Lord, that now we're in a covenant that you're going to cover us and oversee us, and you're going to bless us. So, God, I pray blessing over each one in this house today. Right now, if you're in this house and you'd like to join those that raise their hand in the early service and you'd say... Pastor Dan, right now, I just need to start with a relationship with Jesus. And right now, I know I'm not where I need to be with God. I know I'm not in the right place with God. I know about God, but I just know I'm not where I belong with Him. And I just want you to pray for me. I'm not going to point you out. I just want to say a prayer. If that's you, would you just lift a hand right where you're at? And I want to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I just need a real relationship with Jesus today, Pastor. I need to start over. Anyone else, maybe on live stream, you need to pray this prayer today. If you raised your hand and you did not and you need Jesus, will you pray this prayer with me today? Say, dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word, if I would just come to you, confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Believe in my heart that you raised from the dead. I can be saved. Right now, I come to you. I confess, I believe, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name. According to your word, I'm saved. I'm a new person in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Come on, you join me and let's give a hand clap to these that have prayed today.